Good afternoon and you're very welcome to Local Media This Week, programme where we sit down, have a look at the papers and uh, take a look at what's happening and uh, we're generally talking about Clare Echo, Clare Champion and online with the Clare Herald and we have uh, most of the usual gang, uh, Jim hopefully will be joining us for the, the second half because I need to get out of here because there's a, lot, a bit of double jobbing going on all around the place but we're joined by David Fleming, David good afternoon, good afternoon Luke. and I better turn up your right microphone David. good afternoon Luke well, I said th- yeah. th- that's it well well done and uh, Pat O'Brien good afternoon to you good afternoon Luke and uh, John S Kelly good afternoon, afternoon to you afternoon Luke right John now headings of the week and it's been a good week we'll say for the people that write the headings in the papers uh, the subject is serious but we'll give a bit of credit to the headings page one on Clare Champion opposing sides miles apart in inch debacle with Dan Danher page one and Park McMahon on the front page of the Echo locals willing to give an inch now David this has flared up in the last it's, few days it's very it's a big story Luke um, it's receiving a lot of national attention it'll be all over the we, we, of course, record this. Um, it'll be all over the weekend newspapers, I suspect, as well. So listeners may have read about it. They might be willing, locals might be willing to give an inch, but they're certainly taking a mile, would be my attitude. Um, this issue, for those of you who, who may not have heard, is, um, is it, the issue is uh, a group of locals in Inch have blockaded roads around Magauna House, which is, as I understand it, a kind of a... Is it a former hotel or a get accommodation? Large, it's a very large guest house. A four-star hotel. A four, right. A four-star hotel. Well, anyway, and it's been not used as a hotel for a very long time, seemingly, and the government acquired, with the owners, acquired it for um, a refugee, a direct provision centre, in essence. Um and uh, 69, intended for 69 um, people. The locals blockaded the entrance to the house, Magauna House, and blockaded two sides of the road. Um, a, number of, a number of refugees are on the site. A number of them left um, because they were probably afraid of what might happen. Um, many of these refugees, as I understand it, come from places like Afghanistan, where, you know, this well, sort of mob yeah. activity Yeah, well, uh, could would ask a question, people. Sir David. Uh, what had you in mind when you said uh, they may fear? What are they afraid of? I think they're afraid of, if, if people if people blockade, if pe- firstly, a blockade of a road is an illegal activity. Yes. You can't blockade a road. Mm. Uh, you can protest. Yes. Um, but if you block traffic, you can be, as I understand it, you can be moved on. Or um, moved to one side. Or moved to one side. Yeah. But uh, you can't actually interest. stop They don't traffic. block on the road. They don't block on the entrance to the hotel. Well, yeah. well the, the, the entr- newspaper the en- reports... The, the entrance to the hotel is up off a side road, Pat. It's not, on, it's not on a main road. So it's like there's a bit of a driveway up to it. As I understand it, they've blocked two ends of a road but so that you can't yeah, get well, access so to the house. You're, 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 apart from what's being said in the paper, because... All angles are being thrown into the pot there. What are your feelings about uh, about the whole situation? Well, I, I'm I'm ashamed to be a resident of this county. I have to say that. Um, I think it's disgraceful behaviour. I having now and there's very which, good which, reportage which, which, on it. Which is the misbehaviour now? Is well, it well there's misbehaviour in the blockading of roads. Yeah. 
that shouldn't happen. You can protest. Nobody's yeah. nobody is, has a problem with protesting. And the, and the locals, I think, have one or two issues which they could rightfully protest and be upset about. But uh, and I do congratulate both papers, but particularly the Echo for teasing out this issue and getting getting their side, the local side of the story, because you can read it in your own words. Some person said, oh, we don't want these people, but we'll take the Ukrainians. And the quote is, we'll go, we would go down with toys and biscuits. Now, that's pure and utter racism. Yes, could I ask you then, uh, it appears that some uh, are from another continent, there's some. There's, there's some from Charlton. It's a, it's a war in Charlton. It's a war in Palestine. There is a war in Palestine. And it's a, some, uh, some fellow was interviewed. He was interviewed. One of those fellows, uh, refugees, was interviewed on television. And he said, oh, he said, if he goes back to Afghanistan, he'd be shot. Yes. But no one asked him who was going to shoot him. And no one asked him why he was going to be shot. Yeah. Well, it's not our job to ask those questions. Of course it is. No, it's not our job. The people who, uh, who assess applications i.e. the government and the agency, are the only people. We cannot take the law into our own hands no, on this. It's not our job, Pat. No, a journalist, a journalist asked a refugee, uh, uh, he said he was, going to, he was from Afghanistan, and if he said he, he was going to go back, if he was sent back, he'd be shot. Now, why didn't she ask him why would he be shot and who was going to shoot him? Who, the journalist? Yeah, she should have. Well, you can ask that. that we, that we rely on the journalists, but listen... It's up to of course he could, but I that's not our job. There are people in there's the people in the agency. I think it's called IPAS. I don't know what it stands for. Uh, the refugee agency, who the 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 issue that they are here for so long in direct provision centres is because we are not they they are not processing their applications either to reside or to deport them. And anybody that I presume, now I don't know the figures on deportation, if somebody comes into this country and they lie about their situation, they're presumably deported. Yeah, but very few deport, uh, deportations took place over last year. Okay. I'm still struggling with um, what exactly uh, mistake has the state made in this? I think uh, this basically looks along the lines of... Um, the government have an agency, and I think it's under Roderick O'Gorman, who is technically the Minister right. for Integration, right? Uh, they signed, uh, it seems as if they are an agency of that, signed a contract for 12 months for McGowan House. Yes. Three months ago. I know, well, I, I'm not quite sure what we'll say when it happens, and it seems that the local community only became aware of that last week. Correct. And then these people get landed. Now, and the Clare County Council have, a, have, a, have a, 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 an officer, especially for uh, people coming into the country. And he didn't know about it. Yeah, no, and, and that, that's, that's where there is an issue, whereas a government agency has not informed yeah. the relevant county council. Wait, wait, yeah. I mean, they, they, then then the me, some of the media reporting is incorrect because the manager did say uh, he had five days' notice. She had five, yes, and she's interviewed. She, her name is Salman, Manager Alman, the general manager, and she's employee of, of, of what's happening. Now, yeah. of course, she has a boss, 
and mm. it's probably the boss who the owner of the company which is called I, um, what's it called Maga, Maga. CRM Properties yeah. Limited owned the building yeah but, they, but, but, but Luke what I would say is the government were brought to court a few months ago um, and lost the case about the provision of accommodation yeah. Uh, we're, we're about to talk about tents in Kilkishan, where many refugees are. Uh, are. So uh, we, the government have to find places for about 500 people. We saw, we saw in the same week that three centres are now opening in Dublin as well. Yes. Yeah. And those locals won't have been given the notice either because the government is scrambling yes, i i, I, I kind of feel david, sorry david that that's that that isn't quite correct go on the uh, five weeks of consultation went on in the dublin centers that's what annoys people i think and but i would agree with you john like when i said i feel that the locals have some have have a, a justifiable complaint about communication yeah and they obviously weren't spoke, weren't engaged with. I, 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 do, I think, I don't know who should be doing it, whether it is the government TDs who are organising the public meetings and facilitating department representatives. I do feel, though, that... Now, Pat may be right that the government may have been doing this with the agency responsible three months ago. If that was the case, they could have been talking to locals for three months, saying this could be a possibility... Yeah, but David, if you look at it as well, and we said, um, Dan is writing about it on page one and page two, and the champion and Pork is writing on page 12 and 13. And yeah. page 12 and 13, Pork has three very good articles there. But in it, uh, say the second paragraph and third paragraph, only last year, Clare County Council deemed the property was not suitable to house Ukrainian refugees with particular concerns raised on the percolation and sewerage system. What do you make of that? Well, it looks as if, there, it says, there's three holiday homes on the property are in use with refurbishment works ongoing to the hotel, which remains without a fire cert. Uh, but they've signed a 12-month contract. To me, this basically looks as if there's a certain part of the premises is, isn't available to be uh, lived in but I think it sort of intimates that they can sort of use certain parts certain for feeding during the day but, yeah. but, not, but not for staying I, I would prefer them to be there rather than in tents would be my attitude yeah well, they were down 24 of them and they've gone from 34 of them into three bungalows now uh, 34 people divided by it's going to be 11 or yeah, 12 people inside well, the bungalow well, yeah. Yeah. and they're more from different countries probably and just looking at we'll say there was five that uh, of the original 34 five departed before lunchtime on Tuesday and headed back to City West in Dublin they were from Afghanistan Somalia Yemen yeah. and Palestine and they're all conflict zones I have a question for, for the three of you in relation in relation to this because I, I think, I'm I think struggling think with it myself the state has a responsibility it does to number one, mm. its own citizen. True or false? Well, now that sounds very Trumpish. Make America great again. <laughs> no, no, um, no, no, it does. no, no. Connection. Like, no, where no where does it say that on. in the Constitution, John? We had signed. A, we signed into international documentation uh, to uh, offer our garden to uh, people from outside who are fleeing. Yeah, one form of and you problem. can't compare it. Then you know you but the homeless crisis is something else. Well, you see, we're very in a very unique situation here in Ireland. There is a huge amount of the media focusing, uh, focused, and uh, on the actual inch type of of activity. 
But nobody has asked the question, is there any limit to what, in fact, we have to? Oh, well, I think, no, John, in fairness, a lot of questions have been asked in relation to limits. And I, I could put it to you like this. We have uh, stats that come out every month that say approximately, give or take, mm. 10,000 people are homeless in this country. Yes. Okay? Yes. That doesn't include refugees, asylum seekers, yes. people from Ukraine, mm. anywhere. Yes. Now, I think the figures of, resi- of people that have come from the Ukraine is in around 50,000. It's, it's in excess of 35,000 anyway. To the best of my knowledge, the vast majority of those are housed. So the, I say to you is, 18 months ago, Ukraine wasn't an issue. We had a few people from Ukraine who were probably Mm. coming over visiting. We had no one living here because of a war in Ukraine. And we still had 10,000 people homeless. We did. But we've managed to house a huge chunk of uh, Ukrainian refugees. We do, but most of them are in in hotels. Well, that 10,000 are not... They've got a roof over their heads. They're either living with their parents living with other family members and remember the, and it's disgraceful they were living in hotels families yes. are, are homeless yeah. what we what we consider that 10,000 that Luke has mentioned homeless they're not living on the streets but they are living in Types well, of accommodation a, a which certain, is unsuitable. A certain amount of them are living on the street. A certain David, amount, but because not 10,000 of them. No, no I, I, I take that point on board. And like with, uh, with everything, there are some people that, you know, mightn't want to be housed mm. for various reasons or other. But I would say of that 10,000, probably a good eight and a half, nine thousand 9,000 are genuinely seeking accommodation. Yeah. But we have housed a large number of Ukrainian refugees and the problems start to exist. And when we're talking about people coming from further afield and you're talking about um y- you know uh over iran iraq yeah. that that the naked general that, area. that gen- yeah. general area yeah. that yeah. you know that neck of the woods page nine on the echo over 100 asylum seekers are back living in the tents in Nakhlesheen. yeah now See, th- this is the other side of it i i read an article recently in the irish times where there's three thousand on the streets in brussels and they're living in tents the same way, and the police come on and they move them off and they dismantle the, the, the tents and they just get, told them to get out of there. In the streets in Brussels, it was in the Irish Times, an article on it. Yeah, and that's, was 3, that's people. disgraceful as well. That's worse. At least we haven't got to that stage. By the way, other countries haven't. Look at Poland. In the, in the case of Ukraine, yes. look at Poland, Moldova, all the neighboring countries. Yeah, but they're all bigger than here, like. They're bigger, bigger but they've got millions of refugees Mm. compared to us. We're geographically rather isolated. So what are you saying? Look at Pakistan. What are you saying there, therefore? What what am I saying is, I think we have reasonably done a good job. We're beginning now to face problems uh, with accommodation. I think the government are scrambling a little bit. They've had to scramble. Um, It's, I think it's very unfortunate that this has actually happened. Do you think communication or uh, lack of it has contributed very it's much the, It to is this? the major problem because I see those are probably ordinary decent people looking, they're sure they've even been photographed. Yeah. Um, they just want a bit of reassurance. And come? had th- that meeting, because I'll give you a real comparison, they're talking about no footpaths, no, no nothing. No lights, oh, right, yeah. 
Look at look at our refugees in the East Clare Holiday Village. There isn't a footpath going down to there. But we didn't blockade the roads in East Clare, did we? It shouldn't I, I matter, know, Pat. I, I it should not matter where the feck they come from. Yeah. But, uh, no, I, 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 would agree, I would agree with much of what you're saying, and I have to feel uh, persuaded somewhat by what Pat's references <laughs> as well. No, okay. Um, Luke with a hawk eye uh, onto it, you know, waiting for the bounce. Waiting, yeah. Isn't he? But, I mean... Um, He's also trying to keep an eye on the time. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's well, my bigger the, concern. Is it? Yeah, th- th- this is a big, this is a, the big question across... New, I was going to say across the Western world. Yeah. The inch is But no you, you don't see this type of... I have no problem with them protesting. The people that, they're, that they've blockaded against are not the problem, really. Mm. They, 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 they're, they're, the suggestion is that they are. And that it's a type of intimidation. But I, they should protest in a different way. I think we're seeing four years of Trump, two or three years of Boris and what the English yeah. are at yeah. is coming over here. It is. And it's been and amplified and echoed on social media. Yeah. And we're seeing the rise of certain elements, very small right-wing the elements. Right-wing. And there was, there was a right-wing, and we, a fellow from Dublin, he was up in, up in, he was up in Kilmary. Yeah. And he was, oh, he was uh, clear, uh, he was clear uh, of it. A number of them have come, yeah. uh, come in. I was, uh, I was going to say have come down, but, mm. but true. So, Generally speaking, as we reflect on the um, on the issue, uh, we're supportive of the right of refugees to have accommodation. Well, their applications are being assessed, mm. and if Pat no, no, we've declared we've declared that we are the Ukrainians. We're open to taking them. Yeah, well, there's a war going on, so it's a very clear-cut case Absolutely, for them. Absolutely, yeah. The other, the other dimension that strikes me is the, the mig- migrants from uh, other parts of the world where the political and military situation is maybe a little uncertain. Yeah. And uh, yeah. that's the one that, that I... And again, uh, whatever our laws say, and the law is very clear, European law is very clear, if you're an economic migrant, you're not allowed in. But here, those people arrive in, with, and they have no documentation to come off the plane, and they have, I know. They have, and they have, they have, they destroy it on the plane. Those, and of, uh, any malicious sort of activity should, cannot be condoned, and they should be deported. Now, in some cases, they can They're leaving the country so quick that now I'm I'm on talking now about the genuine case mm, that yeah. they may not have, you know, presumably. The issue there, of course, is, and we've said this before, is how did they get on the plane in the first place? Yeah, yeah. well, they had the documentation and uh, the, yeah. there was some kind of a... Going back, just there, just, just take this now. Vice Regal Lodge, the Aris and Ultra. Yes. Now, you, you're very friendly with, uh, with Michael D. And Michael D has come out <laughs> and he has, he has... Michael D has come out and he has, uh, he, he has criticised uh, the state and he's living in a house with 92 rooms in it. Now, shouldn't there be uh, uh, accommodation there for, for... Do you remember about 20 years ago when Bishop Willie Welch was bishop in the Diocese of Killaloo? I do, I do, yeah. And it, uh, he did exactly what you want Michael D to do. Yeah, I do. He, he offered the 
the palace in Ennis, the grounds of it, mm. and the use of the grounds of it. And I don't know how long uh, for travellers, you know, yeah, for, tra- for mm. a, a particular segment so. of yeah. community. He didn't get any clap in the back for that. Well, if we have 92 rooms above in our and there's nobody in them, and there's people uh, sleeping in, 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 in the sides of the road and on the street in Dublin, then at least ten, you could, you could, you could <laughs> barricade off 10 rooms for him in here, 10 rooms. You have a put point. Put, 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 put the rest you, of the people you, into you, the rest of them. You, you and have, put him, let them in the back entrance. You have a point, Pat, except that. Tell me, the question of the communication, you, you all agreed at the beginning that the dominant situation here stemmed from shocking, shocking, poor communication. communication yeah. Okay. yeah, I think we're all agreed on that. But why, how often, how many, how frequently have we asked here uh, on our media yeah, programme? We've, we've talked about it for the last 12 months, John. Yeah, about we? the uh, communication. Communication, or communication. Isn't that right, Dale? Well, speaking of communication, uh, <laughs> you've spent over 20 minutes on this topic and I'm moving you on. Right. Because I'm going to go to... Uh, what I'd normally ca- call the farming section in the Clare Champion, and Dan Danner has an article on page 17. McNamara predicts a rural uprising, and I'm going to link that in to um, the six-year plan, which is on page 27 of the Echo as well, because I, I believe yeah. that, and it's also in the, it's uh, in the in the Champion as well. What, what page? Uh, uh, tw- page seventeen of the Clear Champion, and seventeen uh, and twenty-seven on the Echo, John. And it basically, uh, Porrick has it. Uh, yeah. New six-year plan to guide Clare's economic and county uh, community development. Public consultation events will take place on Monday, June twelfth, in the Shannon Municipal District. Tuesday 13th at Ennis, Wednesday July 14th at the Killaloo Municipal Municipal District Office in Scarif. So if you want to come and have a look on it, uh, that's uh, Wednesday the 14th of June. It's a plan to do what, Luke, exactly? Well, sure. (laughs) That's very good. Well, I'll tell you what It's a plan plan about a plan. John, you tell us. Yeah, um, we've talked here, like uh, other issues we've repeatedly uh, discussed, we've talked here about the need for vision, not reaction to any situation. Okay, and in this case, the body in question is taking on the task of communicating with with our parishes and villages and and uh, what have you across the county to devise a system and a, a, a method of revitalization of all sorts. It could be the footpath. It could be the bridge. It could be money for a community development. It's inviting people, come and talk to us. We want, we have the money to spend. If you want to uh, put a glass or a sheen on your community, here's an opportunity. We hear people giving out, do you know? Not here, not here in the, in, in the studio, but in the county in other parts of the country, giving out about the, the lack of uh, uh, investment, mm. do you know? Mm. Whether it's a micro-investment or whether it's macro-investment, mm. but giving out about it. And we're saying, but why don't you talk? Because we have talked and we continue to talk to, uh, to the, the decision makers and, and imprint certain ideas in their mind. We, 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 we're there to actually provide ingredients 
for the cake, and the cake is the village and mm. the rural community. And you're making your submissions, or submissions. Yeah, and, they, and that's what Luke was giving, was giving us well. there. The mm. meeting, the series of, of informal meetings right across the county. It's a great, a great strategy. Well, I don't think uh, Deputy Michael McNamara agrees with you, John, because uh, Dan Danher writes there uh, in The Champion, uh, Independent Deputy Michael McNamara has launched a scathing attack on, uh, quote, pencil pushers in the local planning departments who implement a new clause contained in the 23 to 29 Clare County Development Plan. And then he related to uh, a case in the Dáil that was quoted where a young man was transferred a uh, farm from a family member where he is how and his spouse were looking to develop a house. They recall they were told it wasn't economically viable. So and the quote is, to be told you must live in the nearest big town to farm it, which I presume refers to a farm, because your farm isn't big enough to live in so you can get up in the middle of the night to calve cows or help yours lambing, whatever you need to do. And he says, your government of Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael, many of whom come came from small farms throughout the country. Are they going to stand over that rubbish? Discrimination and planning decisions based on farm size or viability of a farm holding by on board Planola and recently enshrined in the Clare County Development Plan must be tackled and eradicated. But Joe, what has that got to do with what I was arguing? I mean, the planning, the planning will come into it. It says the National Planning Framework objectives, together with the previous 2005 guidelines, will enable planning authorities which are in situ to continue to prepare and adopt development plan policies for once-off authority houses in local ho- in local areas. And that's from Kieran O'Donnell, the Minister of State. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, and uh, then PJ Kelly, who is a councillor of great renown, who flags many an issue uh, inside in the council, he flagged it recently, claimed the adoption of a new provision treating landowners who own more than 12.5 hectares differently when they're seeking planning permission for residential dwelling is, quote, wrong. Can I say, Luke, yep. the last paragraph of the article by Porrit McMahon, due to the fine article, Submissions, and it, it speaks to what you, some of what you mentioned, submissions or observations can be made online via your say, clairecoco.ie, by email, blah, blah, or in writing, Rural Development, Clare County Council, Aras Kuhnman, Clare, it's inviting submissions on or before, you know, 23rd of June. And they will influence the actions... There's the key point. <laughs> they will influence the actions we take in, in the initial two-year implementation plan and future and future iterations over the next six years. I doubt it, John. I doubt, it. Not, no, no. I doubt it very much. So it's not the plan that's wrong. It's therefore, from what you're saying and what Luke had said, it's the implementation of certain developmental, if you like, issues. Yeah. Isn't that what it, it is? But well, the, you the, see, the idea of the plan. Is either good or bad? Tell me that. So the idea of the plan must be good. Well, therefore, why to encourage why, why would you a vibrant retail industry agriculture? Why would now, you say Michael McNamara therefore? You see, I think a plan like this, Pat, you go in there before I go off on my tangent. Yeah, but if <laughs> look at if I have a farm, I have maybe twenty acres of land, and one of my lads comes home and he wants to build a house. But he he's not he's, he's supposed to move into Alcalan's Mills village to well, he's not and, and build a house. What they're uh, saying, I think, is a farm of 20 acres is no longer viable. You're not really a farmer. on 20, You're not able to make a living on 20 acres. Yeah, true, but then they, they'll still stop you from, from building a house on it, won't they? Because I think people have been using it as a loophole to get planning. 
Yeah, and that's why they've tried. Well, to I, 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 it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't make any kind of uh, common sense. If, 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 uh, if a farmer, um, I, I caught myself having, a, having a bit of land, and he, his son wants to build a house, and he can't build it, and he has to go to a and he has to go to Tulla, or he has to go to Kilkishan and buy a house maybe for twice as much as what well, he built. Well, I think the point is they're trying to cut down all the houses in the countryside. I don't think, I don't think you should take this idea of, of uh, living in the village. And farming, going out then and more. Which we, is we what they do we, in the Netherlands, it, as I you, you we see, spoke we la- about it last Luke week. Brought, uh, brought it out last week uh, uh, and held the, the Netherlands as the model, if you like, of excellent planning. <laughs> yeah, no, you did, to be uh, fair, Luke, you did. <laughs> yeah. well, well, I said my thoughts on planning in general in this country uh, are, yeah. are well known. But I would put it to you like this. The conundrum is, we have 52 villages in this country, in, the, in, in this county, county yeah. With no sewerage. That's the so problem. As as, you know, is this, the problem. this is a bit like yeah. yin, yeah. yang, and what are they Chicken going to do about it? And the answer. So would, that would, be a, would that therefore suggest that number one on your uh, bucket list would be sort out the sewerage problem over the next six years? Uh, well, if, if well, the planning department... That w- well, that would make sense, John. But what That won't happen. But uh, have you seen any plan to do that? No. no. You see plans that are yeah. hypothetical crap. Yeah. To yeah. do stuff. You're right. Well, as yeah. I, as right? I've said it before, and the council has, for the last 100 years, failed to implement. Well, it's uh, not, but it's not. It's not. It's the council. It's a national thing. Well, it's I, now I, a national. I, thing. I have the county development plan down at home, and I went through that. I went through it, especially for East Clare, and then I uh, on the general way. And there isn't a word about putting storage in any village. Because in, the answer in, in is, Pat, that the, 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 council, the, the councils, have, the councils no, have no, no responsibility for it because it's Irish water. But there's no point in being an out-of-county development plan if, 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 if it don't have... Agreed, have agreed. Have and have listen, have before we, well, before, before we go over old ground, there's a few articles um, in relation to the car park. We're not going to get to them this week because we've spoken about them on a uh, number of occasions previously. The car park issue uh, inside in Ennis, and there is also Dan Danaher's, uh, that's on page 14 in the Echo. Uh, Dan Danaher has a few very interesting articles in relation to the hospital on page 6 of the uh, Clare Champion. I'd advise anyone to read them. Before we get to half time, there's one that I want to run past you. Now, um, uh, John. Yes. Uh, page 5 of the Champion there, lads, if you have it. Uh, page John, page are, are, are five. Page 5. John, uh, are you a fan of TikTok? No, well, I can't say I'm a fan. Uh, are, are you aware of it? Oh, very, that's what delayed me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was doing a dance on his yeah, TikTok. Exactly. Well, uh, Senator Roisin Garvey has uh, an article, well, she's quoted in an article written by Fiona McGarry. Uh, TikTok should be used as, quote, a cool teen thing to encourage young people to use rural public transport, according to Clare's Green Party senator. Yeah. Uh, Roshan Garvey made a suggestion at a meeting of the Joint Committee on Rural Development uh, where a series of questions were put to the head of the NTA, the National Transport uh, Authority, and her colleagues. So this basically goes back to local link and the bus services that we have. And I, for once, will not criticise the amount of buses that have appeared in recent years because you go to a stage now, I think there's about five or six connections from Limerick to out to Scarif and East Clare on a daily basis. It's much improved. Uh, yeah. Is, that, is, that, is it necessary? Well, that's, a, that's the point, John, that I would sort well, of say that uh, it, 
And you see, this is where we want it both ways, right? We want it, but we don't want. We're de- <laughs> we we want it, but is it necessary? And yeah. then are we going to pay for it? And are we going to use it? So Roisin wants, we say, for local links. She wants, I think, the likes of Marty Morrissey to go off and make a few TikTok videos, <laughs> and sort of a. Uh, John, we might sort of put you. We, put we, John might, on we it. might send your name off to her yeah, and, sure. and get 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 her, get he, her to write he, on he, it. Fiona is saying, or it's not Fiona; it's um, Sandra Garvey. In general, teenagers are dying to get away from their parents, and the teenagers that I told about the service have used it ever since. Would you agree with that? Well, now the inter- interesting thing about the, about what you've said is that I was a little late arriving. Okay, and uh, the reason was I had to choose between. Uh, reading about a young student from Ennis Diamond who, uh, using Scratch... New one on me, I have to say, John. Scratch. Scratch. He won a games. He designed a a games, a computer game, okay, in a national competition. And he got first place. Now, I felt I must read that, okay, so this I was in the papers. Is it is. It's there. In the, oh, yeah. yeah. So I had to Missed choose that. between TikTok and it, knowing <laughs> that you would be well on your fingertips with, uh, with TikTok, TikTok yeah. and I could talk about. Well, my daughter about t- looks at TikTok, but isn't it interesting, gentlemen, that across the water, in the great state of Montana, yeah, a law has just been passed banning TikTok completely. Now it probably is unconstitutional, really? but TikTok yeah. from the 1st of January 2024 is banned, Luke. What do you yeah, think Well, you see, that goes back to, we'll say, the information that's been shared, we'll say, with the Chinese authorities because it's a, Chine- yeah. it's, a Chine- it's a Chinese app. But there's yeah. one other thing, and we're out of time here, lads. Uh, the Green Centre also raised the subject of bus stops and quotes, we have done a lot, but we still have an awful lot more to do if we're serious about rural transport. And she says, quote, I got a bus shelter in my village a few weeks ago and we nearly hit a bottle of champagne off it. <laughs> I thought it was amazing. <laughs> Do you know how many bus shelters are in the county? I'd say very I'd say few. Say I ten. Correct. Ten. She says it here. There are ten bus shelters in the county. There are no standards. It is haphazard. Every local authority is different. And so that is one of the questions that probably needs to be asked. And uh, uh, the director of public transport at the NTA agreed with Senator Garvey and said that uh, 1,000 new bus stops had been ordered nationally. So Who is responsible for the bus stops? Is it the bus company? Is it the council? <laughs> is it the National Transport Authority? It's probably the NTA, I, I, I would yeah, imagine. I, but, I, I but don't really know. Yeah, yeah. But that, that'll, that'll be one we can ask local councillors. Listen, we're well over time. Pat, half time. What, what, what have we? Uh, Gordon Lightfoot, um, Canadian singer, songwriter. He died on May 1st. 80, he was age 85 years. Uh, and uh, we'll play one of his, his uh, songs. If you can read my mind okay so Gordon yeah, Lightfoot only. if you can read my mind, read my mind then that, yeah. that'll be a great one for this uh, yeah. <laughs> pro- program that'll be the theme tune yeah exactly <laughs> right we'll be back in a minute if you could read my mind love what a tale my thoughts could tell just like an old time you're welcome back. You're listening to Scarif Bay Community Radio and local media this week. And if you think the voice has changed, uh, <laughs> Luke had to leave at half time, so um, 
this is we Jim. brought on a sub Jim. we did yes and, and it's yourself and you're welcome Jim thank you very, say so. thank you very much I'll try and get up to speed on what you were talking about anyway uh, this uh, show is sponsored uh, by Ruth Griffin photography Ruth in fecal fabulous photographer now, that was Gordon Lightfoot, and uh, if only I could read, read your, your mind. Uh, and who, who passed away very recently, a uh, much lamented uh, singer. Okay, we'll carry on with uh, Pat. I, I believe, Pat, and I wasn't listening to you in the first half, but uh, you want to talk about the flare? Yeah, the, the, the flare now was on in Innistrim, and um, well, Youth Will Reign Supreme at the flare down in Innis is, a, is a, um, on page 11 of the Clerico. Uh, over 300 young musicians are set to descend on the streets of Venice to perform throughout the week of the Flanoa Festival from May 27th to June 5th. Youth involvement has always been an important part of the Flanoa, handing on the baton to the next generation. And this year, as Curtis continues to develop its renewal and development programme, Glow will be the winner for what promised to be a very exciting concert featuring over 100 young musicians, singers and dancers with the Bearfield Youth Traditional Orchestra on Friday the 2nd of June. During the festival week, hundreds of school-age musicians will perform in, in the town. Bearfield National School will host musical events in the town centre on Monday afternoon, uh, followed by Inner CBS Primary on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday. So uh, Nakanin School is also involved and, and Gale School, Michael Criso. So um, it's all, uh, all about youth for, Pat, for the week. Pat, do you remember the, the last time there was a, a flower in Scarf? I do. I, I remember Flares and Scarlet, but I was very young. Were you? And will you tell me, how did you interact with it? Well, I'd say I was, I was very young, John. I was very young for that. Do you know that, that, that people came down to East Clare from as far away as Dublin? Yeah. And never left it? Yeah. All right, Jim. Yeah, I remember it. I was very young. I was very, very young. <laughs> I remember the Clancy. Everyone was running around. I was down in the centre of the town there, and everyone was running and wait, running around after the Clancy brothers were to be here and they were to be there. And yeah. was, everyone was, was scampering to hear the Clancy oh, brothers. Yeah. Fair play to Bill, Bill, Bill Lockman. He opened up Michael Max pub. Yeah. So the, I mean, the, the amount of, of lemonade that was being consumed was unreal. <laughs> okay. And... Um, but Michael Mack had a pub down the the Fecal Road. A lovely man. There wasn't too much trade. I was driving down there around the time of the flat, and uh, this woman thumbed the lift. So I gave her a lift. And I said, you're coming out of Michael's. Oh, yeah, he's an old friend of mine. Okay. Michael McMahon? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Michael. Yeah, no, yeah. An old friend of mine. And uh, there, there he is. I had to call in. Come in, come in, come in. See? And when you went into Michael's, your face with a row of glasses, usually covered with dust. And she, her concern was drinking, getting a bottle of lemonade. And, and he insisted on her drinking and pouring it into the glass. But anyway, the, the weekend before that, uh, Bill Lucknan, uh, fair play. He took off, rolled up his sleeves and dropped his braces and into Michael's and opened up the pub, 24 hour job. <laughs> 
Very good. So Michael made more money that particular yeah, yeah. weekend. Um, the few but days. that's the great things <laughs> about, about the these, flag. about flowers and festivals and all that. They give a little bit of a boost to the local economy. Well, back, in the six, back, back at the time in the 16th and 17th, there were, there were uh, no, and there were, uh, no matter where you went to a flag, I think there was a huge crowd. I remember we being back in Kelrosha to fly and it was thronged as well. The streets were thronged. And just Gareth was thronged that engine. It was. I remember my people coming, calling in at home into my father, yeah. wondering could they pitch a tent in our field oh and um, fair play a lot of that went on an awful lot of that went on yeah. the one thing on a negative note I remember my neighbour God be good to the man who is long since dead Tommy Hanrahan yeah. and Tommy had trams made quite <laughs> early yeah. and uh, a number of the trams didn't survive the flare <laughs> yeah, no they yeah. did not they yeah. were not whether it was being novels, were people being boisterous or whether they were kind of they flattening a tram looking yeah. for to make a bed for themselves yeah, for the yeah, night yeah. Yeah. but a few I remember I remember a few, Tommy was given out, a few trams were knocked. Yeah, yeah well, I suppose the, the, the big one, I'll have a very big crowd is the Ireland flag. Now, the Munster flag in Innes would be big as well, and uh, when, when it is on there, and, uh, yeah. and the Ireland flag, there'd be mm. huge crowds in the streets, and they're the only ones now, but before, even the county flag, the would, county flag. you'd have a big crowd. Yeah. I remember the, the tavern wasn't long open, the yeah. Merriman Tavern, yeah. when, when the flags, the Clare flag was held in Scarf two years running yes. and um, I remember the, it was my first visit to the tavern I was only I was only about 10 I'd say mm-hmm. but the tavern had opened and Aidan God be good to him as well had got you know a number of reasonably well known musicians to play um, and so it was kind of one of the centres of uh, so uh, like for a chap like David Fleming now mm. coming up from the wilds <laughs> of North Cork you mean the civilised part of the country <laughs> coming into the wilds did you, you didn't have things like flowers at all down there did you I don't know. <laughs> There's a hesitation <laughs> there. Pregnant <laughs> with meaning. <laughs> but you know, so I was just thinking there while you were talking, Pat. I mean, isn't, you know, aren't we very lucky here in County Clare? And I'm not saying it's the only place in the country with this very rich in music. Very rich, but yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. County Clare is very, very rich in music. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and it's ongoing over the decades. Yeah. Like, and please God, will continue well into the future. And, 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 the, and the, the, the younger people come on up. Uh, the, the East, the generations coming up yeah. are, are way better than even the, 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 the older mm. musicians, and they, and they even say that, right? You know, yeah. is Coulter still strong in, in East Clare? Uh, well, it's in, in various places in Toronto to be to be very strong. Mm. But uh, you, you have Coulter branches around. You've one, uh, I say, very good in Crushine up around Bearfield, Bearfield, Crushine, Innes. Like Hillrush, you know, the, some of the big yeah. towns that you would have, you'd have um, But you had, I mean, you had, you have and had great teachers, I mean, yeah, of music. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Vincent yeah. Griffin, God be good to him as well. Yeah. Mary McNamara yeah. in Tulla, who, who is, yeah. you know, putting so many young people through her hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Just another thing there, Jim, in, in relation to the flares, where there's a, a big concert in this, uh, Martin Connolly from Killaloo uh, passed away a couple of years ago. And his photograph is there on page five of the Cloud Champion, and uh, he's with Michael Flatley, and uh, at the Flan, at, at, at the Island Flan in us. And uh, Martin passed away, but was a, they're having a big concert in Innes, um, and the lineup is very impressive. You have uh, Damien Connolly from the US, who is, was, is related to him. You have Blackie O'Connell, Clive Early, Shane Hayes, Colonel Doohan, Ashling Hunt. You know, there was a, 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 a succession of musicians there, and they're having a big um, concert in Innes on Saturday, the 27th. Um, uh, in honour of uh, Merton Connolly. 
Lovely. So, and the pieces, the proceeds, which is important as well, the proceeds of their concert go to Slant John Clark and the Milford Care Centre. Perfect. Okay. Okay, we'll we'll stay in the theme of music. Looking at page two of the living section of the Clare Champion and uh, cherish the ladies. And the headline is they swapped the White House for Killaloo. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, yeah. Johnny Madden, she was. Actually, on Claire FM, I heard her on this morning, on Claire FM, promoting her concert in Killaloo. Yes, so... It's on this Sunday night, I think. It's on this Sunday night. In the hotel in Killaloo. In the Killaloo Hotel. Yeah, yeah, and they have a fabulous... They have a fabulous... They give a fabulous concert. The concert in Toller was fabulous. Yes, yeah, yeah. I remember we had them... You talked to them, I think. We recorded the concert as well. We put it out on radio. Yes, yeah. Two concerts, I think. We made two halves of it, but... Yeah, uh, the, there's a picture of, good, no, fabulous. of Joni there with President Joe Biden. Yeah, I saw that. But on the same, that's on page two of the, the Clare Champion. Of the living section of the Clare Champion. Now on page two of the main section, okay, also there's a heading uh, which struck me very, very forcefully. It's uh, by uh, c- continuation from page one. Mother begs for help. For suffering teenage son. Now, lads, uh, that's a frightening, a frightening article. The kid is fourteen or fifteen now. He maintains that he was he was sexually assaulted at six years of age, and that the the systems provided to support to support him from then to now were shockingly lacking. Lacking, yes. Okay. Mm. Now, we don't spend very much time on discussion on the emotional challenges which some people have mm. to face, whether it's a child or whether it's the parent, what have you. I think we must be uh, begin to acknowledge their serious topics for discussion yeah. because they involve national policy. And we are now beginning to hear quite a lot about the failure, once you cross the Shannon particularly, okay, to address needs like that. I met a woman sometime over the last six or seven months. and She has a son who's autistic. He's uh, 17, 18, maybe a bit more years of age. To hear her describe the atmosphere that she has to live with, you know, mm. you'd say, you'd say, my God, this is a strange country. It's, uh, you know, we have the money, we have the expertise, we don't have the interest. And if you think about that, we have let questions, stories like this pass through our table week after week, and mm-hmm. we have not taken up, taken it up. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, uh, I do, yeah. of course, John, yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's it's something maybe that it's easier to ignore. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, that's a shock. I, I, I read that article there, John, as well. It's a shocking article, actually. Yeah, shocking. Yes. Yeah, so yes. I, I'd ask well, what, could, could you say, what, what is the problem in a nutshell, Pat? Well, it appears that just isn't enough of, uh, of, of help from, from, the, from the various departments and they're not... 
they're not tied in together enough. Mm. On, on, Educationally, on physically, no, mentally, or what? Well, you see, this this woman here, she she she, she contacted the CAMHS. Well, CAMS. CAMS. And yeah. we, that's been through the press. And then she she went to she she went to she, or she was put in, in touch with this doctor. Uh, uh, Psychiatrist. Then, psychiatrist, yeah, psychiatrist, John, yeah. And um, he said he'd, he'd, done a, he'd done a report uh, in August 2020. Um, the consultant was paid 2000 uh, for compiling this report and, and for four assessments, appointments, on one in 2019 and three in 2020. And she said she never heard from him. He said he, said he would, he met her, and he said he would be back to her, and he would, she said she couldn't get, get to, to Tusla. And he said, I'll, I'll get that sorted out for you. you, you you'll hear from them. But uh, she never heard from the master. Mm. Mm. Is, this a, is this a once-off or is no, it a common Oh, it's oh not at all. Jim and myself would be very au fait with the, the, the uh, historic background to this kind mm. of situation. Well, this, the kind of supports, and I mean, we would have known from school, John, yeah. uh, the kind of, I mean, the mention of CAMs, I mean, there could be, in, no, it's, it's four or five years ago since I um, was involved in it, but like you could be talking about a couple of years waiting time mm. to get, to make an appointment mm. when cases could be very urgent. You were, I mean, we you know? were involved in cases which were, Ultra urgent. As so what's yeah. the problem? Resources, resources of people. And if you, if you talk to any parent of a child, and they don't, ha- not necessarily someone who suffered abuse, but any parent of any child who is challenged mm. in any way, mentally, physically, whatever, um, you will hear the same story of a constant, constant war. Mm. Like the mother and the father have to go, and it's you often the mother has to go to war with mm. the authorities mm. to try and get um, some resources, and it's a constant, constant battle. And I was well aware of it in school. Mm. You know? I would have been too. And what is this? Uh, and I mean, in, even within the school setup, like you know, you have special needs assistants, you have mm. someone who gets hours, and the <coughs> constant, like. The Department of Education want to cut, cut, cut mm. as much as they can, even though teachers on the ground will see the need mm. for the resources that are put in place. So, I mean, at a national level, it's trying to get out of it as cheaply as they mm. can. Mm. And you can't do that, you know, help a chap like that yeah. on the cheap. Yeah. Mm. It just can't be done. Yeah. And we have, we have one of our own who was appointed to the Department of Education last year as an education psychologist um, and that might suggest that access to a professional, necessary professional help is improving but my god this article uh, would kind of knock you back in your ears. We need to go on. We have about four minutes left. It doesn't give confidence in the image, John. Also on the uh, page page two I think is the the Mount Shannon Arts uh, are featured somewhere. A brochure launched for Mount Shannon Arts Festival, and uh, Anita Keane and Mel White on yeah. page three, and uh, of the living section of the Care Champion, yeah. and that's going to be coming up um, over the, the bank holiday weekend. Well, they have got an amazing lineup. I saw the brochure I picked it up in the shop there recently, and uh, 
they always have an amazing lineup. Oh, but, extraordinary. Um, you know, from book readings and all sorts of things. And again, the importance, John, of volunteerism. Well, now that gives us an opportunity for a minute or two on that, to- on that topic, you know, the, the question of volunteerism. Uh, it's covered in where and what, which of the papers now? Oh, yeah, there it is, page 26 and 27. The value of volunteering, volunteerism. It's in a small article on the page. Okay, if you want to yeah. read it. We, have, we don't have time to go into it now. But think of how volunteer, will you be saying to our listeners, are you involved in any form of volunteering? Now, our, our listeners are covering a nice wide area, true? Hmm. The opportunities to become involved, should you so wish, are myriad Myriad, yes. So what the article is saying and what I'm saying to anybody who sometimes find themselves alone, lonely, emotionally disturbed, ask yourself, would it help if I volunteered to work in some area in my community? And what kind of areas are there? And that's a point for a conversation some other day. But they are yeah, there, there are loads, and and you know it doesn't matter what skills you have or you haven't Absolutely got. There are loads of things you can do uh, on a, in a voluntary capacity in your community. And can I ask you? Can I ask the listener who's nodding his head in the corner in the kitchen? Can I ask him? Will you get a pencil and paper? You might be seventy years of age, but if you ring o six five six eight. Four five five one seven, and it it invites attention from all age groups. Okay, and hopefully people will. And we'll we'll come back to that again, John, yeah. because Pat and David, you're not known. Are you talking about the news? You've made, <laughs> made the, the news. news. <laughs> Listen, people are going to be sick of myself and Pat. Because if they've tuned into this program, they may have been tuned in in the previous hour to listen to us tramping around the hills. The hills are alive with the sound of music, comes to mind. Um, but we, Pat, I think we've made the paper. Yeah, in East Clare page on page 16, uh, Scarlet Papers and Tills Head for the, the Hills and that Feast of Traditional Music. Uh, hmm. Pauric McMahon's the story there on the East Clare page. Scarlet Bay Community Radio and Tills are headed for the hills, while others will get to soak up a Feast of Traditional Music. This Thursday evening, May 18, Scarlatry are joining forces with Scarlet Bay Community Radio for a nice traditional music show. It's over now, anyway. Well, and we'll present the concert uh, titles East Clare Legacy and will feature Cleo Dundon, Guido Garman, Liam O'Flanagan, and Michael Andrews. Okay, and that took place on Thursday night. night yeah. But uh, have Did we recorded that? Pa- uh, yes, but listen, all is not lost <laughs> because by, by special demand, this uh, program on the 12 o'clock hills will be repeated this evening at 8 o'clock. Oh, oh my 8 o'clock Head Sunday for the hills. night. So 8 o'clock uh, tonight, That's you'll good. get a chance to listen to it again. Yeah. Um, and, and don't miss it, because it's very good. Okay, yeah. listen, we're, we're nearly there. We have, um, we're, we're pretty much, the time is up. 
Dangerous, um, dangerous are we taking in, in Shrewsbury flag as well there, Joe, uh, Jim, in the East Clare page? Yes, and it is because it's a it's a long, straight stretch, yes, and it's yeah. a but it's a narrow road, and you have yeah. passenger, yeah. or you have, you have pedestrians. Yeah. It's a busy yeah. road, and, of course, the, the college is on that road, yeah. and there's lots of shops. I'll tell you, the, the dangerous part of that road is coming out of Kerry Co-op. Mm. Yes, and, uh, yeah, yes, it yeah. is. Yeah, and and is. from there to the college. Yes. Yeah, yeah. it's very blind. Mm. It's very, very blind. Yeah, by the way, this is the second week in a row that we have raised Pat Burke's concern. Yes. He's, he's very much on the ball. Isn't ah, he he's on the ball. He is, of course. Yeah. And by the way, he's, he's on the ball and he's hopping it beautifully down at the rectory in Mount Shannon. Because the directory got a big exposure. Yeah, we didn't say that on no. the East Clare page. Uh, we mentioned it two weeks ago, the planning permission for the Heritage Centre at the at the rectory. There's a full write-up by Fiona McGarry. Yeah. It's essentially talking about what their plans are. Yeah. So encourage listeners, if you're interested in what's going on in the Inish Caltra, Mount Shannon development, um, have a look at that. Okay. And analogue, Jim. Imagine, imagine this. Analogue are... Uh, Putting on a, a new fa- extension, uh, six hundred yeah. high quality jobs. Yeah. Mm. Now you, t- you take Beckman Coulter. Yeah, there's so many. I actually during the week I was driving there around the university yeah. in Limerick and yeah. looking at the various, yeah. like um, Johnson and Johnson, Johnson for Johnson, example, and yeah. several others. Yeah. And are, there's, yeah, there's a big company. In, there's a company in Shannon. They have fifty workers. An American company, and they're going to Dublin. They'll stay in the next year. Yeah, yeah. but lads, what, what's happening now? No, we're out of time. We're going to have a shortage of workers very soon. Isn't mm. that remarkable? Yeah. We have full employment level. right now. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. Okay, listen, we leave it at that. Uh, my thanks to everybody today. Uh, first of all, to Luke who who had to leave on another radio assignment this evening. Uh, to John S. Thank you, John. You're welcome, and to Pat. Many thanks, Pat. Thanks, thanks Jim. And to David. And hope this won't go to your heads now. This, uh, <laughs> like Thanks, you, I mean, the second we'll be heading for the hills immediately. <laughs> <laughs> so, Pat, how, what are we going to play out on? We'll, we'll, we'll stay with Gordon Lightfoot and we'll say Cotton Ginny. Who is she? Oh, who is, who is Cotton Ginny? Yeah, I don't know who she is, John. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll have a listen to okay, it. We'll, uh, the song is a nice song. Anyway. Okay, we'll yeah. talk to you again, please God, next Sunday at two o'clock on Scarif Bay Community Radio. Uh, for now, all the best. Goodbye and God bless. Such things as bad times. <laughs>